Welcome to Sneaker Dads. I'm John Ratner. You probably know him from YouTube and you should know him from Facebook and his podcast, Sneaker Enthusiasts. Nacho from Nacho Average Finds has been collecting sneakers for more than 20 years and continues to create content and build community. We have a lot to talk about, so let's get into it. Nacho, welcome. What's going on, brother? How are you? Good. I'm great. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for finding some time. I appreciate it. We'll get deep into uh, your history and what you're up to now and all that pretty soon. But I have to ask, as always, what's in the rotation? What are you wearing on feet these days? What type of uh, what type of guy are you when it comes to footwear? Um, so I'm a classic guy. You know, uh, I, I don't like to wear anything really modern. You know, um, lately I've been going like more and more into like classic low tech models, you know, and uh, I kind of went back to my roots and I started uh, wearing the Nike Cortez really heavy. And uh, especially during the summer, you know, especially during the summer, I'm wearing the Nike Cortez, just some staples, Nike Cortez. You know, I got the, uh, the you know, the Air Force One, obviously I got the Air Force One. Um the Air Max 93 is uh, one of my favorite silhouettes, so that's definitely always in the rotation. And um, a, a more of an underrated, lesser-known model is the Diodora Maverick. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So those are kind of like just like the shoes that I've been rocking with as of late. Nothing crazy, nothing too hype-ish. Just I, I feel like uh, I'm at that point, you know, when I've been collecting sneakers for – God probably like over like at least 20 years now, you know what I mean? And uh, it's one of those things where it's uh, less is more now, you know? Totally. I totally agree. I want to ask you, you know, because we're going to go try and take it back a little bit. When I think about the Cortez, you being from Cali are, when, when you talk about going back, are, are you going back into like history? Or are you going back into your own personal history pairs you used to wear in the case of the Cortez or, or any of those models or maybe other ones? Um, so the Nike Cortez, obviously it's, it's, it's a piece of, of, of West coast history and it's a, it's a, but it's also a piece of my history and, uh, just footwear history in, in, in a sense, you know what I mean? It's, it's a, it's a, it's a model that has a lot of infamy, I guess, you know what I mean? It's, it's a certain shoe that maybe back in, 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 in my heyday, you really couldn't wear it. You know what I mean? If, if you wore it, 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 it meant something especially out here on the West coast, you know what I mean? It, it usually meant that you ran with a gang or you were gang affiliated or something of that nature. So it was banned in a lot of schools and things like that. Now, nowadays, you know what I mean? Being older, I'm in my late thirties now, you know what I mean? Nobody's really going to test me or, 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 or it's not going to cause me the issues that it would if I was a young man in my early twenties to teens, you know, but uh, I, I, I believe it's a, uh, it's a classic silhouette. You know what I mean? It's just so simple and clean. It's just so simple and clean. And it's just, it, to me, it's a gorgeous looking shoe. It, it doesn't take much. And uh, it's underratedly comfortable for something that doesn't have a whole lot of tech in it. You know? Mm-hmm. You talked about, you know, back in the day, what, do you remember what kind of got you into it back then? Or, or maybe what you were wearing in those, you know, those teenage days or what, what it was like back then in, in California 
for you, at least what you saw, what you were exposed to. All right. So like in the teenage day, I grew up in a, I'm, I'm Hispanic, I'm Mexican, you know, and I, I come from an immigrant background. Um, we immigrated from Mexico when I was little. Like, uh, I came over here. I landed in Fresno, California when I was seven years old, when I was seven years old. And, uh, you know, I, I grew up in a pretty bad area, rough area. Uh, most of the kids only wore what they could afford, you know, what they could afford. A lot of that was like the Reebok Classic Nylons, um, the Nike Cortez, uh, the Chuck Taylor, the, you know what I mean? The Converse All-Stars, the Converse All-Stars and um, the Case West Classics. Those were the essential, like, I guess, like hoodlum sneakers, you know, that, that, that most people wore. That most people wore. They lasted you a long time. They were, they were usually only one color. And uh, it was usually the only pair that you would have for, for, for a while. Um, if you were a little bit well, more well off, um, obviously you had some, some cool stuff, you know, but it was, uh, it was dangerous back then. I remember watching, I remember being in the fifth grade in, in the fifth grade. And uh, I remember watching this kid, his name was Kyle and he had the Jordan which one was it? I think it was a Jordan. Was it? I think it was a Jordan 10, a Jordan 10. And uh, I had never seen a pair of Jordans before. And he was just wearing them casually and stuff like that. And our elementary school was adjacent to a middle school. Now from fifth grade to eighth grade, that's a huge jump. You know, that's a huge jump to when you're in fifth grade, the, those eighth, those eighth grade kids, they look like a full grown adult, you know, <laughs> And, uh, you know, they're already taking the public transportation and things like that. Well, you know, uh, unfortunately for that poor kid, I seen him like, you know, not Rob, but they they started to follow him and uh, they they got him for his shoes, man. Like, you know, it, it was terrible. They left them barefoot crying and all that other stuff. So it was uh, it, the, the footwear was was selective on, uh, you know, I mean, on, on what you could wear. You know I mean, it was it was a uh, it was a rough time. You know, they were taking. Everything back in the days, they were taking starter jackets. You know what I mean? They were taking sneakers, baseball hats, whatever, whatever they could get their hands on. You know what I mean? They were they were all Walkmans, the whole thing. It was just the criminal element was big, I guess, during that era. Or at least it felt like that for me. Yeah, it felt like that. I've told us some stories. The same thing was happening um, where I grew up. I mean, um, that's what it was like. And, and I guess these days... Uh, People are focused on on other things, but uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure people, kids, still get robbed and um, and rolled. But uh, so you know, you didn't get your hands on uh, too much, and just kind of had what you had, like like maybe most of your friends, and and but saw saw things, was exposed to things in the in the neighborhood. I imagine some people had things, right? Well, yeah. Okay, so the all right, so. The way I got into sneakers, it's, it's, we're going, uh, you know what I mean? The way of time, the way I got into sneakers was I was, this is, this is some of my earliest memories. And uh, I had a cousin and uh, he was an only child. He was an only child. And his parents were a little more well off than obviously my folks. You know, my folks had barely gotten over here and they were working hard. And, you know, they couldn't, they couldn't do much as far as like, you know, providing fashionable things for me. But, um, my cousin came home with the Reebok pumps and, uh, and the originals, you know what I mean? Like early nineties, early nineties. And I thought they were the craziest, coolest looking you know, moon boot ever. 
you know, like, and back then when we were kids, you know, everybody played outside. And to me, seeing the Reebok pump, it led me to believe that that shoe actually made you jump higher, run faster, the whole nine. And I wanted them. But the price point was insane, even for the era. You know, you're, you're talking about, like, a, a, that's a $200 shoe in the early 90s. You know, this is maybe like 1991, 1990, maybe, you know. And uh, I remember seeing those. I remember seeing those. Now, I didn't get a name brand shoe until I was a little bit older, slightly, slightly. And I remember it was the Reebok ventilator, the Reebok ventilator. That was my first like name brand sneaker that I got. And uh, a lot of people don't remember. But at that time, it was Reebok. Reebok was on like a pre premier sneaker brand. It was like, you know, you know how people see like Nike and Adidas going toe to toe. It was Reebok and Nike going toe to toe especially during like, you know, the, the basketball era and all that other stuff. So, so it was awesome just to have like a, a, a pair of a uh, Reeboks and stuff like that. And I didn't get a pair of Nikes till probably like seventh grade. Um, you know, I always had to like, look for like the, another affordable sneaker line. Like, okay. Like I, I could, I, I, and, and believe it or not, like I'm not a Jordan guy. I don't, I don't wear any Jordans. And the reason I don't wear any Jordans is because, I despise them and I don't like I, I despise them because when I was a kid, I was full of envy because I couldn't afford them. Like I felt like they weren't made for me. I felt like they weren't made for me. Now, most people crave like things that are, you know, unobtainable and stuff like that. But I resented them, you know, so I, I moved on to like the Fila Grant Hill line, the Fila Grant Hill line, the Nike of Temple line. But, you know, what I mean, and, and I always kind of liked Jordans from afar but I knew I could never afford them and I was never going to get them. And I've kind of always had that, that, uh, that embedded in my head. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of Jordans out there, but if there's also a lot of people who just only collect Jordans. So, you know, it sounds like maybe, you know, the fact that you stayed away from Jordans actually opened you up to some other things, right. Even though you were already open up to Reebok and Fila and, and things like that. But if, if you're, if you're able to stay away from Jordans, I know personally I spent a lot of time and money on Jordans. If, if I wouldn't have bought all those Jordans, there'd probably been another, a bunch of other things I could have grabbed. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Um, and not to say, I mean, you know, Jordans are, are, are iconic. You know, I mean, uh, you know, obviously, you know, between the Adidas Superstar and, and the and the Jordan line, I mean, that that to me, in, in my opinion, created the sneaker culture in a sense, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I had to just look for for different, you know, di different brands that were still, you know, I mean, like wearable and like and like you wouldn't, you know, because back then it was it was a different time. You know, you got bullied for for not having something nice, you know, you know, it, it, so it was, you had to have at least something decent on your feet or else you get, you get laughed at, you know? And so it was almost like I would collect cans just to try to get myself a fresh pair of sneakers, you know, or, and I would like wear those, like my sneakers would look pristine, but the bottom and the, the, the you know, the soles would be worn thin because I would only get like one pair a year or when I would actually grow out of them, you know? Yeah. But that was just it was a it was a wild time, man. But I remember I've I've always been an, an admirer of sneakers from afar. Now, you know, as far as like when I got into them, 
Uh, I'd say probably like in the 2000s, you know, in, in, the, in the early 2000s when I actually got a job. I got my first my first part time job, like as a junior in high school, as a junior in high school. And I was working at McDonald's and now I got my own money and, uh, you know, I'm able to buy whatever the heck I want. And so here comes the the nostalgia starts kicking and uh, I want to buy back everything that uh, that uh, that I couldn't have when I was a child. Was it sneakers? Was it gear? Was it all of it? It was all of it, brother. It was it was it was all of it. It was uh it you know it sneakers, clothes, everything. I would spend my entire paycheck on, on like clothes and end up with like thirty dollars to my name for the next two weeks. But I looked nice and I felt nice, you know, and I and I felt nice. And it just you know, I was living at home and it was what it was. By then, you know, my parents were a little more established. And, uh, you know what I mean? I, I could spend and blow all my money on stuff like that, you know? Yeah. A great time to be young and just uh, parents yeah, not just, asking just, you for any rent yeah, yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, yeah, you yeah. know, you need, you need lunch money maybe or to go out with your friends a little bit and then just yeah. not even think really about the future or savings and just try to look fresh and, uh, you know, fit in, right? I mean, part of it was being, being cool. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. Do you have you, you highlighted some of the pairs that you you know that are sort of classic to you? Do you remember others from back then, or or maybe today even that are you know up there sort of on the list? I, I imagine you might have already said some of them. Models, um, you know, as far as like like the models that like you mean like are iconic to me, or like yeah. are must or or must haves. Sure, yeah, your favorites ones you you maybe. I don't know. You know, I have some now that I still live. I, 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 I can't live without, even though maybe I don't wear them that much. I'm trying to, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm older than you. I'm, I'm really shifting to more comfort and, you know, a lot more low cuts than I used to. Are, but are, are there just pairs that you just love that, that, you know, even from back in the day? Yeah. So I love the Nike Air Max one. You know, and the Nike Air Max 90, 93. Um, I love the Nike Air Max one because I remember when I first saw an air bubble on a sneaker, it was crazy. You know, you could put it to the sunlight and you could see right through it. And it, it, it might be gimmicky or whatever, but it looked awesome as a kid. You know what I mean? Because back then it looked, you know, to me, sneakers were like spaceships. You know, they just had so much tech. You know what I mean? They, like, uh, like the Air Max up temples, the the more up temples. You know, with the air, like they were just so out there with the three M. You know, you see those in the gym, you'd be like, "Whoa, these are awesome!" You know, these are awesome. Um, so there are some pairs that are like, obviously the Reebok pumps. Um, now, like I love the basketball pumps and I love the tennis pumps, which are like the Michael Chang pumps. Yeah, the Michael Chang pumps. Um, the Air Max One. Air Max One. I'm really big on New Balance. I'm really big on New Balance. I like the New Balance 998 and the 997s. I also like the 9990 series and stuff like that. But uh, I think those recently got more popular later on. You know what I mean? I got the 550s, all that other stuff. But um, for the most part, like, I have, like, a favorite pair of every brand that I enjoy. You know? Like, uh, and and then they're usually just like classic models, you know what I mean? Like they don't need necessarily have to be a collab or anything. It's just like, these are essential pairs that I feel like are iconic to this brand. 
and it made this brand into what it is. And I have to have them. Like I need a pair of Adidas gazelles, right? I have one. It's like, I have to have one or a Puma suede. Like, you know what I mean? You think of Puma, you think of the Puma suede or the Clyde or whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, those, those are iconic pieces. You know what I mean? And, 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 uh, the reason we talk about history on the whole YouTube thing is because it it's important that kids nowadays, because let's be honest, man, sneakers is a young man's game. You know what I mean? If you're in this forever, then it is what it is. But for the most part, you know, I, people, people, I, I tell people, yeah, man, I collect sneakers and people assume, do you have any Yeezys or like, you know what I mean? Like they just want like the hype stuff or, and I'm like, yeah i have it or i i might have one or two you know what i mean but it's nothing like what they think it is you know what i mean i'm like dude i like i like the silhouettes for what they are there there there's a reason why a 40 year old silhouette is still relevant today you know and and i believe that sometimes that gets lost in the hype and the collabs and all that other stuff you know yeah. Well, speaking, I wanted to ask you about that. Speaking of what you, some of the stuff you do on your channel and that sort of, you know, sort of essential history that any sneaker person needs to know. I feel like, you know, you, you definitely mix that in. You do other things on the channel, but I wanted to talk about that piece of it because you just talked about it there. Like, are you doing that, you know, for a specific audience? Are you doing it for yourself? Are you doing it so it's there, you know, I, I know a lot of people want it, you know, when they produce content, they just want it to be there because they feel it's important and it needs to be sort of on the record. That's kind of like what it is at this point. At this point, it's more of an archive of, of, of something. Um, as we evolve as people, you know what I mean? Uh, there's been sneaker magazines and sneaker websites and stuff like that that'll, that can publish the articles on the sneaker of a shoe, but most people's attention span nowadays is low and slow. So we moved that like the lessons of somebody or the history of some of these like classic, you know, models onto a short, you know I mean? Biography of it, I guess. And uh, it's cool. You know what I mean? It, 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 it opens up the door to people who had no idea why something is, you know what I mean? It's like, Oh, I never knew that. Or it brings, you know, the nostalgia to people. And it's like, oh, man, I remember this time and place. You know what I mean? Because that's, in, 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 in all honesty, that's, that's what they target, man, is, is these sneaker brands. They know that they're pulling on our nostalgic tears. And it takes yeah. us back to a certain place in time. You know what I mean? When we were probably happier or whatever. And it's, it's just the way it goes. But, you know, why is the shell toe still on the shelves? Who is Stan Smith? And why is he on a model of sneakers? And what relevance does he have? You know, why, why does he have his own sneaker still to this day? You know, things like that, you know? Yeah. And, you know, you pointed out those sort of two audiences, the, maybe the nostalgic, the, 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 the kind of guy like me who, who will watch a video, maybe know most of it, maybe not, maybe learn something completely new. Um, surely new, learn something new from a, something small, at least from a video. And in theory, then there's, maybe from the next generation maybe our children maybe they're too young now but getting there um who are watching it for the first time and learning hey i saw this modern musician wearing this shoe and then you looking it up on youtube right so you feel like you're targeting both of those audiences 
yeah, it's it's kind of cool. Like, um, there's some kids that you know they're gonna be in it for the hardcore, you know. And then there's some kids like most people who are into sneakers, it's a fad. You know what I mean? It, it, it comes and it goes. I feel like the average lifespan of a, like of a sneakerhead is like five years, and then they either stick with it or they grow out of it. You know, if they stick with it, it's it's all downhill after that. You know what I mean? You're 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 more than likely gonna be stuck with it and uh, it's going to stay with you. Um, but f- yeah, for the most part, you know, they're just influenced by, by, uh, you know, by what they see, you know, as far as like music or their friends, it's a lot different than what things were when I guess when I started collecting seriously or when I started actually like liking shoes, because back then we was, we were um, trying to look different. You know, we, we didn't, I didn't want to look the same. Now I, I go, like to a shopping center, the mall or, or, or a footlocker. And every kid either has a Jordan one or a Yeezy 350, you know, and that's, that's, or, or if you, I, I don't go to the conventions or anything, but you know, I'm sure that's all I'm going to see, you know, yeah. that's all I'm going to see. And I'm, I, I'd like to stand out, you know, I stand out more in my regular GRs, you know, my general releases than, than all of these hype sneakers, you know? Yeah, but you make a good point also about, you know, for every, you know, let's say every third kid, maybe I know it's probably less, but a lot of kids are into sneakers now, you know, some are reselling, some are collecting, you know, there's going to be one out of the group that sticks with it and is there and watches the videos and is is a little bit more serious about it. And the same goes for that kid who wants to stand out. It may be harder to be that kid to stand out, but you know, they exist, right? You, you, you see it. And I, I see kids once in a while. And it's kind of like, wow, like that kid knows what's going on. He understands. So I, yeah. I believe I, I have hope. And I, I think you must have hope in the future. Of, or else of you course. probably wouldn't like I, be making the videos, right? Yeah. We got, we got, we got kids out here who, who are really, you know, appreciated and they obviously you, and then you can't really, as a, as an older sneaker head or old head or whatever you want to call it, I, I don't want to be a gatekeeper, you know. These kids, what I, I'm gonna hate on the poor kid because he was born in the year 2000. He's not gonna know who Ken Griffey was and why those Ken Griffey's are popular and what those Ken Griffey's mean. You know what I mean? He just knows that he likes them, and you know what I mean. <laughs> he he yeah. wants them, you know. And so it's like you know you gotta. It's but I I would like them to kind of at least somewhat know their history on why that shoe is relevant in a sense, you know. Yeah, it would certainly be nice. We were talking a little bit about the YouTube channel. Can we talk a little bit about sort of the evolution or some of the other things you've done on the channel? Because some people may not know you for these sort of history, these 101 videos, these, they know you for your sort of your hunting and your Ross videos and things like that. Can you talk a little bit about that and where, where maybe that came from? Okay. So the way the YouTube channel started is, I've always been a big bargain guy. You know, uh, we grew up with obviously low income and uh, I've always, I've always liked looking good at a discount like everybody else. You know I mean? Who doesn't like a good bargain Uh, back then, you know, at these discount stores, such as Ross, Burlington's Marshall's, all that stuff. You could find quality stuff, quality stuff for really, really good prices. You know, and uh, you could get nice. You know, I mean, you didn't have to go and and pay retail. You know, you could find really, really nice stuff in these places. And um, my brother, believe it or not, he 
found it amusing that I would do that, that I would spend all day in t- traveling in my little city. Like there's about five to seven Rosses now out here, you know, and I would drive to every single one to go find cool stuff from clothing to sneakers to whatever, you know, to whatever. And uh, he was like, hey, this is interesting. Let me document it. And I was like, all right, sure. You know, I was like, maybe it's just a cool something cool to just, you know, bond with my brother over. And uh, so we started doing it and we, we started doing like fine videos, you know, and me being a big sneaker history buff, I was able to, um, to somewhat like with no research, speak on the relevancy of what a sneaker is, you know, Oh, these are the Adidas campus. You know what I mean? I think these, you know what I mean? Like, like, and I would just talk briefly about what they were. And then I would put them down or I'd be like, this is this, like this is, or, and I, and I, by then I was already in like, you know, I knew my streetwear brands and all that stuff. Oh, this is obviously a collab with, with so-and-so and yada, yada. You mean these are becoming popular because of this, or, you know, you would find like signature models and, and uh, things like that. And I started making videos like that and they were cool, you know, but uh, then the pandemic kind of happened and, and reselling, went full overload you know now people were 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 going in there and like they weren't just buying for themselves they were buying to to make a profit and flip you know and uh i used to do that as well like i would buy like one sneaker just to be able to pay my other sneaker off and maybe get like a little change but i never got into it like on the whole business aspect where i'm buying an entire size run of something you know like i just and it, it, it never did that um but that was cool, and uh, the YouTube started to take off slightly, but we were still kind of like it, the thing with those kind of videos is is they don't have the legs, they don't have uh, they don't have the staying power. Once you see them once, you don't ever watch them again. You don't ever watch them again. And the history videos are different. The history videos like they 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 last forever. They're they're going to continue to get views longer and longer and longer. Um, but uh, we didn't know what direction we were going to go. But when when uh, Champion had its resurgence, when Champion, the athletic brand, had its resurgence, and, uh, you know, people were like, you know, where did this brand come back from? Because it, it practically came back from the dead. You know what I mean? At, at, by the time most people remember Champion, is it was in Walmart. You know what I mean? Even though in the early 90s and, and stuff like that, that was primo stuff. You know, they used to make the NBA jerseys and all that stuff. Yeah. But most kids wouldn't remember that. Most kids remember it as a discount brand that was sold, you know, I mean, at Walmart and stuff like that. But then they brought out their lifestyle line and then Supreme started to, 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 to print on their blanks because it was cheap and it kind of brought them, you know, what I mean, to relevancy. And uh, we, we, we decided to do a history on champion on the clothing line, on the clothing brand. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of interesting stuff. You know, I mean, they created the uh, they are the creators of the hoodie. You know, and we did a we did a history video on that and it got maybe like 500 views, like within like the first four weeks, which at that point was like a dud because most of our videos would get like maybe like 7000, 5000 views already. So it was like that to us, that was like a dud and we didn't think anything of it. Somehow, some way, the Washington Post ended up posting it on their like social media link. You know what I mean? The history of champion. 
you know, and uh, and then it, it it went crazy. Like we that video ended up ballooning to like half a million views, and along with that, so did our subscriber count. And so then we was like, well, I guess we're going to have to do another one of these because uh, it's what people want. You know, it's what people want. And so then we were like, well, what can we talk about? And I was like, well, let's talk about the Nike Cortez, you know, and, uh, you know, you mix in a little controversy in there, you know, the most dangerous shoes you could wear, things like that. It gets people talking. It gets people excited. And uh, yeah, that was that was that. And then that one hit a million views. And then we just realized that it was like, hey, there's like a whole niche market for these kind of videos in a sense that nobody else is doing at this time. By this time, sneaker YouTube or whatever was mostly unboxings and on feeds. And it was kind of like, you know, that that's what saturated the market in a sense. And we kind of wanted to stay in our own lane and kind of like, uh, you know, stay authentic in a sense. You know, yeah. what I mean, stay true to ourselves and, 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 and not be completely totally like for sale and stuff like that you know like and and it's cool you know because we you have a, a in a bunch there's so many classic sneaker models from the asics gel i3 to the jordan 2 to the jordan 1 i have a a, a a library that i can do you know what i mean because there's just so many models and footwear you know what i mean so and you can talk about it constantly so that's why we we ended up moving towards that. And it's been a big hit. You know, we went from 5,000 subscribers to like 30,000 subscribers within a month. And then it just ballooned after that. And then it just, it goes. Yeah. You were talking about, you know, those Ross videos. And I want to talk about what you guys are pushing and working on now. But when we go back to those sort of Ross and hunting videos, those became really popular and I know you were doing it before they became, you know, the big thing. And before that kind of got played out and kind of got saturated, oversaturated, I think. But when you were doing those videos, do you remember ever finding anything really special? Cause you know, you always hear those tales and I know some of them are real and some of them are both. And, and, and I think people who don't understand how the whole system of like a Ross or a Marshall should do their research. Cause it's quite interesting that, you know, how something that you don't that doesn't belong there gets there i think that's for for an, another story i think people should do their own research but i want to know your experience like did you did you have good come ups or was it sort of more of the yeah you know this is a nice air force 1 at 80% off no i i there was a ton of good come ups you know from sample pairs to um to just really exclusive stuff sometimes you know that just got overlooked you know pre pandemic these brands were pumping out everything. You know, they were just over, they were just pumping and pumping and pumping product after product after product. And they were just wanting to move the old line, you know, out and push the new line in the front. So they were just selling it all off to these spots. So I, we came up on crazy stuff. I remember finding Nike destroyer jackets that retail for like $600, you know, the dream team ones, the 1992 with, you know, the, the real, you know, cowhide, you know, leather leather sleeves oh, wow. the real premium ones you know and they were 29.99 man <laughs> they were 29.99 and i'm finding them with the custom uh i'm finding them with the custom hanger and everything uh -huh. in the little dust bag it was awesome you know and everybody and nobody even batted an eye at that time you know nobody cared nobody you know uh i found jordan retros there um not the most desirable retros but i did find them 
I did find them, you know what I mean? The Jordan 20s, you know what I mean? A few, like maybe a Jordan 4 laser, some things like that. Um, but, you know, these are these are highly coveted sneakers. But a lot of um, sneakers that are now coveted, I found like Nike Air Tech Challenge 2s, you know, um, tons of Nike Air Max 1s, tons of uh, all kinds of Adidas, Adidas Specials, you know, the, the whole line, um, you know, I found a, a, a Nike Ricardo Tishi sample, the Nike Dunks. Um, before the Dunks had the resurgence that they had, every Nike SB was there, you know, from the, from the you know, the De La Solos, you know what I mean? The, the, uh, uh, you know, the, the orange box Dunks, you know what I mean? The Ishad Wears, the Blue Sparks, all that stuff was there, $34.99. It was all for the taking, you know? And yeah, that, I mean, that's that I built a lot of my collection, you know, Reebok pumps, Reebok pumps, um, you know, Adidas Pharrell stuff, Adidas Bape stuff, you know, uh, Supreme North Face stuff. Like I've, I've seen all of it. Like, you know, it, it was a, it was a glorious time, man. Oh, Nike Air. Um, this is one that I really kicked myself in the in, 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 in the butt for is is uh is uh, I actually found an, uh, the Nike Air Pressures, the ones that come okay. in that cool box. It was yeah, a full yeah. size run, man, and I just thought they were looked too weird, and I was like, yeah. And they were seventy nine ninety nine still, which was expensive for me at that time. There, like I was like, ah, like you know, yeah, those and the Billy Hoyles, the Command Forces. I found a ton of those, and uh, I, I have one pair for myself, but you know, I, I didn't care for them just because I. In all honesty, I feel like we took that era for granted, man. Yeah. The being able to find those deals like that, you know, because it was like, oh, it's always there, you know? Right. Exactly. Who would have ever yeah. thought you'd make money off dunks? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was going to ask, is that a good chunk of your collection come from those type of steals? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm, 90% of my collection is on sale. I'm a below retail. Everybody's like retail or bust or resell. I'm a below retail guy. I always have been, and I will always be. I, I, I put minimal effort into acquiring my sneakers. I'm not going to wake up early morning to try to fight with bots and piss myself off. That's just not what I'm going to do. And I'm not going to pay, you know, an, like an enormous amount of money for resale on a sneaker. Like if I can't get it, I can't get it. I feel that the, the, the sneaker market is so large that you could find Good stuff. You can find good quality sneakers, you know what I mean, at a at a at a at a budget that you're comfortable with. You know, getting older, man. I, I got a family now. You know, I'm I, I feel sick to my stomach if I spend two hundred dollars on a pair of sneakers. Yeah, yeah. And so, th- if you're looking for pairs now, are you doing that? You're looking. Are you still going to Ross? Are you looking online? Like, are you hitting up everywhere? Sales? Yeah, yeah. For the most part, I look on sale, like on like, sneakers and stuff. Yeah, online. You know, even in like, you know, Foot Locker, I look at the sales. I mean, there's so many sneaker stores now, JD Sports. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, uh, it's, it's an abundance of, uh, and, and I like to look to, for like, like I said, I like, I guess, more obscure models in my area. I mean, like yeah. I, those Diodora Mavericks, I got those at my local Foot Locker for 1999. Yeah. Like, no you know, one, and that's, no a, that's, that's, that's yeah. no, but nobody knows, nobody cares. But yeah. it's, it's a, it's a, it's a sneaker that, has a lot of history it was released in 1987 1987 you know what i mean uh i think packer did a collab with like yep. a raekwon 
like the purple tape and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And it's a gorgeous shoe, man. It's it's not a it's not cheaply built. You know what I mean? It's 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 a quality sneaker that's just overlooked because it doesn't have a swoosh on it. You know, yeah. so it's just like I said, there's plenty of plenty of models and plenty of substance out there for me to consume at a at a cool rate and still feel good about myself. I don't need to have the most exclusive like sneaker. You know, I don't I don't need and plus most collabs now are like loud and once you get to a certain age, it's just not wearable. It it just looks kind of funny, you know. I mean, I can't go out there in the Travis Scott's with a backward swoosh and, and feel cool. Like it just doesn't fit me. I feel un I don't know. I just feel like I'm like I'm not within that realm anymore, you know? Yeah, and you know what? Even when things were supposed to slow down during the pandemic, it seemed like the brands were still pumping out so much. I I wasn't going to ask you this, but I'm curious what you think. You know, now it seems like the resale market, and I'm not a close watcher of the resale, but I think it's kind of obvious that you know we've we've peaked in terms of resale. Things got kind of crazy during the pandemic. You know, maybe a year or a year and a half ago, if it is like a buyer's market now. It feels like some of these sales are getting more frequent and crazier when you talk about like sneakers and stuff or just going down your local footlocker, like nice stuff is going on sale and it's going on sale quickly. I find. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know what it is in my opinion is like hyped up really extremely limited sneakers will always have that resale value. Right. Yeah. But, but, uh, you know, like average Joe sneakers and stuff like that, you can still find those at a bargain. You know what I mean? And 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 like I said, there's there's tons of uh, silhouettes out there. There's tons of uh, silhouettes to pick from. It's it's cool. Like I, I like the I like the cool down slightly. It's just you know, sneakers got so mainstream, brother. Like it's just it's insane. Like it's a whole. It went from a subculture to fully mainstream. I believe like. One in five people out here collect sneakers now, whether that be just Jordans or just Yeezys or whatever. That's what it feels like nowadays, you know, like my my little my son wants to get into sneakers, not because of me, but because his little friends got into them. You know, it's uh, it's it's everywhere now. You know, it's it's not a stop behind closed doors. It's not a limited little. I remember going to all the smallest mom and pop spots in town trying to get older pairs just to flex on kids. You know, and be like, you don't have these because they came out four years ago and I have them, you know, <laughs> but it's not like that anymore. You know, now it's like everybody just wants like, you know, you come out with a pair of Jordan. Let's say you come out with a pair of, you know, breads or or or, or concords. You know what I mean? Every you're going to see another kid with them like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I have those, too. You know what I mean? And not just not to take anything away from that shoe's legacy. But it's just so redundant, you know. What I mean, it's just, it's I don't know. It's it's really watered down. Yeah, and especially for us, right? I mean, right, 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 right. A couple of times mm-hmm. around, but um, you know, speaking of the you know the culture and the community, I want to talk a little bit about what you've been doing because you know you talked about YouTube. I, I want to hear what you're doing with that these days on Instagram, and you're also you have some um, work you're doing on Facebook, right? Yeah. So. So we created a community. We created, a, you know, from our YouTube, we created a Patreon, a Patreon. And that's a, obviously a subscription service. And it obviously has tiers and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But one of those tiers includes a Facebook group 
Now we curated in a sense, and we handpicked those members. We handpicked those members. Now it's about five thousand. It's about five. It's 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 at five thousand people right now, and the number is meant to stay low for a reason. You know, to keep that high engagement, to keep that high engagement. Now we have we have a. Uh, actual sneaker designers on there i have paul litchfield the the creator of the reebok pump in there and things like that so it's it's for the hardcore real sneaker enthusiasts not the guy who's just in it just to be in it you know i mean these guys are lifelong sneaker guys you know and it's and it's uh worldwide you know we got members from new zealand we got members from the uk we got members from russia you know everywhere everywhere and it's awesome to see that there still is a community and uh, there's no reselling in that group. There's no legit checks. It's literally a discussion about sneakers, you know, and it's a, uh, it's cool. You know, it's a refreshing, it's a, it's a, it's a break from the monotony. You know, it's, it's a break from, uh, from the social, like the IG, you go on IG, you're going to see the same photos of the same sneakers. Yep. Not, not here. You know, on this one, you're going to see different things. You know, you're going to see some crazy, some crazy vintage sneakers. You're going to see some guys with some crazy, like, you know, crazy stuff. Because everywhere has, everywhere in the world, they all have different tastes. You know, the same, the U.S. sneakerhead or the North American sneakerhead um, interest is way different from what it is in India or in Japan and things like that. And it's pretty awesome, you know. Uh, we got guys who just collect exclusively Reebok who are in the Philippines. You know what I mean? And it's it's crazy that, you know, they look for the really old retro stuff. And it's awesome to see, you know, it's like, dude, I've never seen this pair. Or I haven't seen this pair in God knows how long, you know. In God knows how long. And, uh, you know, then you got like the people, you know, overseas, like in the UK or Germany and stuff like that. And they're more into like the runners, you know what I mean? Like, like you know, the Diodoras, the, the, the Adidas, the Spezials and things like that. All those, like, classic traditional football sneakers. And that's cool to see, too. But you also have, like, the U.S. Like, because I believe that the, that the U.S. sneaker market is more basketball-based, retro basketball-based. You know what I mean? It's, it's, what, it's, what, uh, it's what most people like, you know, because cause, uh, it evolved with Michael Jordan, you know. But sneakers are worldwide now, you know. So it's, uh, it's different, you know. It's, it's a big, 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 it's a big community, you know, it's larger than life now. It's, it's crazy, you know? Yeah. It's cool that the, you know, the transactions are filtered out of it. It's cool that there's conversations and, you know, for anyone who says there's no community in sneakers, they're not looking in the right place. They're scrolling on IG and they're not going past it because you don't have to dig that hard. You don't even have to you know, dig that far on Facebook. There's tons of Facebook groups. It sounds like you guys are doing something different. And uh, I'm actually uh, ashamed I didn't know more about it sooner. But, you know, it's cool because, you know, I'm I'm not that active in Facebook groups, but I, I am still a member of many of them. And if I want that, it's there. You know, I'm more in like group chats now with people I know and, you know, I'm not really looking for it, but it's alive and well. I mean, and mm-hmm. it's not just old people, right? I mean, yeah, some of these are old heads, but I know young people you know, guys in their twenties who are doing it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's, 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 it's a good eclectic group of people. It's a huge melting pot. We got guys in their fifties who have been collecting in the eighties, you know, back when they were collecting like, you know, kangaroos and, 
and uh, you know what I mean, and and things like that. And uh, then you have like young guys who are barely, you know what I mean, they they got started collecting Kobe's, you know, like young young guys, you know, yeah. who barely started two three years ago, and it's it's great, and and it's by invite only now, you know, so you'd have to know somebody get into the group you know what i mean you can't just be like hey like you know it's it's an exclusive group in a sense and it has that exclusivity and we keep it manageable we keep it manageable like that by only having a small limited amount of people because we don't you know we we want positive vibes in there we don't need any any drama we don't want to hear any complaining or whining about how you missed the drop and yada yada or how can you legit check these and blah 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 there's plenty of other avenues for you to go with to, to do stuff like that. You know, you want to sit here and you want to discuss sneakers and you want to talk about them. That's what we're here for. You know? Yeah. Is there any other content you want to talk about in terms of the YouTube to tell us about that? Maybe, maybe you're working on or to look out for. Cause I know um, you mentioned that off air. So right now we're currently we're, we're going to launch something pretty big i don't want to get too much into the details Fair but enough. it could it could possibly be a secondary channel um i know we're we're, we're 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 hoping to we did a podcast we did a podcast and we talked to some pretty big designer names um you know steve smith you know the guy who designed you know the 550s also the creative uh i believe he's like the creative director for easy brand at the moment right now um we talked to obviously paul Litchfield. we talked to the founder of reebok things like that and we're looking to get that started back up in a sense um and uh hopefully that 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 launches and stuff like that but we're just trying to um you know build that community and and and, and have that staying power you know i don't want to be i don't want to be relevant for a few years and then it's like oh like that guy was cool like a few years ago, but now like that channel fell off. We don't want to die like that. You know, we want to continue to evolve into something and, and stuff like that. So people should keep their eyes open, pay attention and just keep an oh, eye yeah. for that. And uh, yeah, you, you obviously aren't, uh, aren't here and gone quickly because uh, you know, I think a lot of my uh, listeners and, and I know I have been uh, following you for a while. You mentioned, uh, your son, I know you have two kids. I, the son's the older one, right? So right. He's he a little bit more into it or is your daughter? Yeah, he's, into it? he's he, my daughter. My daughter is still she's 10. One, she's she's a girl. She's a girl. And she likes more like girly things like, you know, little sandals and thong sandals and, you know, things with little rhinestones and stuff like that. Occasionally she might see a, a sneaker that's cool. When she, she was little, little, I was able to get her into a pair of uh, uh air max one anniversaries you know and and i had a pair and we had like matching pairs but for the most part she just she doesn't really care now my son since he's 13 he's starting to get more into it before he was just wearing like vans and things like that and, and the stuff that he liked you know but but now he's uh he's he's starting to see and he started to notice and it's kind of cool because like you know as his little foot grows like I'm going to be able to pass down. So hopefully some of those sneakers don't deteriorate completely, <laughs> but he's going to be wearing some really cool stuff. You know what I mean? Some stuff that I, I'm not able to wear anymore. I just don't wear and I'm going to pass them down, but he loves going into my closet and checking out all the stuff, especially now. Like, cause I, I, you know, I have a, like a, a bunch of old, old clothes too, you know, cause I'm, I'm into, you know, I was into like vintage or I just didn't let it go. I'm a big horror. 
And now that all that stuff is starting to get popular again, and he's like, oh, you got this. And like, be like, yeah, you know, what I mean? so can I have it? But go ahead, man. <laughs> yeah, I guess at 13, they're starting to know, you know, the vintage tees. It's like, wow, like, yeah. dad, like, mm-hmm. they don't call you cool, but you have cool stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So is he hitting you up for stuff or are you still buying his sneakers? Um, he, he, he still can't fit in my shoes. I'm a size 10 and a half and he's still at a nine and a half. Oh, well, wow. obviously, I like to say, I'd like the store. Is he hitting you up? Yeah, but like, uh, as far as like, uh, like I'm still buying his sneakers, but I'm being, I'm giving him a, more of a history lesson on, on, on certain sneakers. Like, he would have never, like, uh, he would have never gotten past like his van stage if it wasn't for me. Like, and I introduced, and like, he, I, I saw him pick up a pair of T Max, like, right. uh, and I was like, you know who this is? And you know, I was like, he was, I don't know, it looks cool because they look kind of futuristic. And I was like, okay, so this guy was a basketball player, you know what I mean? And the night he's really good. He's all like, oh, okay, you know what I mean? And like, and, and, and you know, I kind of like let him know and give him like brief breakdowns on why certain things are cool. Because right now he's still in the like, oh, these look kind of weird. These are cool. What are these, you know? Yeah. I'm like, well, this is this, and this is, you know what I mean? When I was a kid or when I was your age, this was really popular and things like that. And he's starting to like listen and before it was like, yeah, whatever. But now he's kind of like, oh, my dad is kind of cool. And then in, in in the local market, like I get recognized when we go places, you know, and he's and, and he's like, oh, people are like, oh, are you Nacho? I'm not I'd be like, yeah. And like he sees it and he gets a kick out of it and stuff like that. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah. I find that kids that age, you know, like I have nieces and nephews and my daughter, my daughter's that age. She's not that into it. You know, it is, it is, you know, Air Force Ones. I don't know about on the West Coast, Dunks and mm-hmm. Ones and, you know, Vans, of course, and things like that. So it's hard to kind of escape that when you're 13 to say, hey, yeah, you know, I'm going to rock a pair of 990 series. Like, it's not, it's just not happening. It's not, it's not going to happen. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, like, uh, like my, my son, he asked me, do you have the Dior, uh, the the Dior Jordan ones? And I was like, No, man, I'm never gonna have those. You know what I mean? Why not? You should get yourself a pair. <laughs> yeah, they're worth yeah. like ten thousand dollars. And I was like, That's exactly why I'm never gonna have a pair, man. Like, you know, because he knows like the super expensive stuff, and, and like he'll be like, Oh, well, some kid at my school says he has them, and I'm like. Yeah, I bet he does. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. T- tough teenagers. I, I, you know, you, you do your best to to teach him and get him to listen when he can. But you know, the yeah. the, the influence, just like when we were young, the influence is going to be the uh, the uh, <laughs> the kids around him. What about your girlfriend? What are, is she into sneakers at all? Nah. Well, she's into Adidas. She's into Adidas, um, and that's about it. But she's not into anything crazy. She's comfortable in a pair of Ultra Boost or just some regular old Dick Sporting Goods New Balances. You know what I mean? She's she's not into them. Nine times out of ten, she just called my shoes ugly or like you know what I mean it'll be a different colorway. Be like, didn't you just buy that shoe? But you don't understand. These are different. <laughs> yeah. So she she doesn't care about any of that stuff. You know what I mean? She's she's got her high heels and her sandals and all that stuff. And that's what she's into. She's more into like the whole makeup thing, you know? And you strike me as the type of guy who's not gonna try and push it on her if that's what she's into. Oh no. I mean I could I can try a million times, but she's just gonna yeah. be like, no, like it just doesn't, you know, it doesn't look maybe on a costume party or something I can convince <laughs> her. Like I said, she likes like her Adidas original. 
originals and her little leggings or whatever. But for the most part, she she could care less, you know. Yeah. When when I ask people about their family and their partners and things like that, I, I always like to know what they think of kind of their sort of habit or their hobby or their collection. Like, but I'm also curious about kind of like what the setup is. You, you, you described yourself as a hoarder. I describe myself as that. Like, is it like falling piles? Are you like, do you have like storage lockers? Like what, what type of collector are you? Oh, it's, it's everywhere, man. I got shoes. I, I got shoes in, in every corner of this house. You know, I got shoes in, in, in my closet. I got shoes under my daughter's bed. Uh, the, 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 uh, the coat closet or whatever has been overtooken by sneakers and clothes. Uh, I have like, you know, my, my daily rotation that I rotate, um, right by the door, you know, right by the door. And then I have a bunch of other stuff like in, in, in storage, you know what I mean? In a temperature controlled storage room. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a problem, brother. Like it's, it's crazy. I have so many shoes that, like, I, you know what I mean? She thinks I'm buying new ones all the time. I'm like, no, like, I don't really buy them that much because I got so many, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm well, I'm shopping in my own stacks, you know? I was going to ask, are you sort of at the phase now where you, like you said, shopping your own stacks and really, you know, you're browsing a site. If it's a really good deal, you know, some retro comes out that, you know, maybe you, your old pair fell apart or something. Is that kind of what you're picking out? or? Oh, you, yeah, of course. Are you really of active? Course, like, like uh, it, it has to... It, it really has to draw my eye. It really has to draw my eye and it really has to be something that I really, really want. Like, you know, and that I feel like I've been looking for a long time and uh, I'm going to pull the trigger on them, you know, but it takes a while. Like now I'm limited to like, I don't know, maybe five, six pairs a year. I'm, I'm yeah. thinking not to say that I ever, don't ever go over that, but like my last pair of shoes that I bought was, was uh, the Adidas forum. You know, and uh, I really like that retro. You know, what I mean, I thought it looked awesome. And I was like, I gotta give me a pair of these. I don't care. You know, yeah. and you know, I mean, it's not a, it's not an unpopular shoe, but it's not a popular shoe. And they went on sale, so it was perfect. You know, I waited them out, got me a nice pair. You know, yeah. what about like hunting for older pairs, used pairs? Are you like an eBay guy or not? So yes. Much? Yeah. 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 I'm an eBay guy. I'm an eBay guy. Most of my pairs come from eBay. Um, I, I just missed out on a pair of new balance, seven forty worthies, the worthy express. I have, a, I have the UNC colorway, but I was looking for the Laker colorway and most of them go for about like two, 200 to 300 on eBay, but there was a pair and it was my size and it only went for like 60 bucks. But I was at dinner with my, with my family and I missed out on the bidding and I was like, damn it. Yeah. So things like that, but like, it's more like, uh, it's more obscure things, you know what I mean? Or, or, or I, I have a rule of thumb. I have a rule of thumb when I like, if I really want something, I'm going to wait it out. I'm going to wait it out. And then most of the stuff that I end up buying, I end up buying it on sale. And then later on down the line, when all those other pairs dry up, it ends up increasing in value for whatever reason. Like right now is the perfect time to buy a shoe that I want. And it's the Nike, the, 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 the Nike Air Structure. The ninety ones, okay. So those those are on sale right now. You can get them for cheap, like seventy bucks, seventy nine ninety nine on eBay, right? And I'm gonna pounce on a pair, you know, and and I'll keep them on ice maybe a year, year or two, and then bring them out, you know, and then bring them out. And uh, but I wasn't gonna pay retail for that pair because I knew they were gonna go on sale. I was like, 
it's going to go on sale. You know what I mean? It's not. Yeah. And I, and, and now I look at things like that. I'm like, uh, am I really going to pay retail for this or is it going to go on sale? And nine times out of 10, most of the sneakers that I like are going to go on sale. You know, it's just, it, it, it's just the way it goes. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't really chase the collabs. I don't really chase anything like that. You know what I mean? I, I, I want what I want and uh, I'll hunt it. But if it's out of my price point, then it's out of my price point. It is what it is. I'll live. I have more than enough sneakers to, to make up for, I guess. I don't have like that one, I must have these at all cost type sneaker in anymore. And I don't, you know, once you get to, I guess, like our level, I don't have like that grail and I don't have trophy sneakers, you know, that I just keep dead stock. I have to be able to wear them. So wearability is key. You know, I'm not, I'm not just keeping shoes in the box, just sitting there, just, to look at, you know what I mean? Oh, look at, I have these, just to say I have them. Like they have to be worn on feet. Yeah. I feel the same way, especially as time goes by. Last thing I'll ask you, because you talked about, you know, you know, having, you needing a pair of gazelles or a pair of Clydes to kind of just, just to have, to kind of fill it out to, for whether it's archive sake or just a peace of mind, does that stretch into like brands that, aren't aren't really even active anymore some of my guests you know are big into like avia and they hunt for these old avias and ponies and things like that are you doing that or is that too old and too far back for your interest um i like those older models like the avia the eight what is it the eight eight thirty the eight thirty the nice big high top those are cool and they re-retro them and those are awesome but if i could get my hands on a pair on a vintage pair it'd be awesome if it was still wearable yeah, if it was still wearable, but uh, most of those pairs are so far gone that they're unwearable. Yeah. And now, even on the vintage pairs and the crumbled pairs, um, people are starting to, to ask exorbitant amounts of, of dollars. And like I said, I don't I don't need show pieces anymore. I got sneakers that are crumbling. I don't need more sneakers <laughs> that are crumbling. Yeah. And, and yeah. I always tell myself like, hey, I'm gonna restore these one day. And now restorations cost more than the sneaker that you paid for. Yeah. You know, so it's it's not unless you're doing them yourself, unless you're doing them yourself. But, uh, I, I like, um, I've been looking for a sneaker. Um, they, they re they retro their line they're, they're, They did a retro line, but it bombed and they pulled out of the retro game completely. And that's Brooks, the running sneaker company. Yeah. And there's a sneaker. It's called the Brooks one, the, the Brooks beast one beast one. And I wanted in the OG colorway. And uh, I've been looking for that pair and I've been trying to hunt it down, whether it's used or um, whether it's used or it's, or it's new, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for it, but it's, it's not crazy expensive either because nobody's really looking for a Brooks beast one, but that sneaker is awesome to me, you know, and, and, and I'm looking for that. Um, some retros that I look for are like, you know, more obscure and they're from a mainstream line, like, but more of a mainstream line, but I do look for them. Like, like uh, like the feel of mind blower. Nobody's looking for a, me- a feel of mind blower but me. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I, I like that sneaker. You know what I mean? And I'm gonna buy it, but I'm waiting for it to drop to like forty dollars or something. You know what I mean? On Shoebacher or something. I'm, I'm pouncing on it. You know? Yeah. So you're definitely mm-hmm. you're, you're definitely you like the vintage. Yeah. You do some of that hunting, but it's not. It's not. Yeah, but not not, not like obsession. it's not like it was. Yeah. You know, no, no, no. I'm I'm past the obsession part. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, it, it sounds like you're you're still doing some hunting, but really, you know, 
really like to see that you're still got some content coming and people can look out for some stuff in the community aspect, which again, I, I didn't know as much as, uh, as much as you guys are up to with that on, uh, on Facebook is very cool. And, um, you know, I'm glad I connected with you because uh, you, you certainly you certainly uh, have a passion for this. You know, after all these years, it's really it's really refreshing to, you know, not only see someone like you who's who's doing all this and has this attitude, but really, you know, sees that sort of light and sort of that future because, you know, not not everyone um, is as optimistic about uh, about the future and the next generation. So it's, it's really nice to hear and uh, really cool to have this conversation and connect with you. Yeah, man. Same, same. Likewise, you know, it's, it's nice to talk to another guy, you know I mean? Closer to my age and stuff like that. Cause you totally understand everything that I'm, you know, I I've, I've done podcasts with other people who are much younger and they don't know what the heck I'm talking about. They think they do, but I can see them fumbling on their phone and, and, and being like, Oh man, let me research that real quick. What's he talking about? You know? <laughs> yeah. Only a couple of models. I had no idea what you were talking about, but for the most part, I followed you. Yeah. It was great talking to you and uh, definitely keep in touch. So thanks a lot, man. All right, man. Appreciate you having me. Take it easy. Big thanks to Nacho for coming on the podcast. You can find him on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Nacho Average Finds. And be sure to check out the Sneaker Enthusiast podcast. You can find me at Heads Ain't Ready. Sneaker Dads is on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as at sneakerdads.com. Episode 99 is up next week, and the finale of year two is after that. Thanks for listening. Later. Later.